Well, make some Holy Ghost noise and lift your voice tonight with a voice of triumph and a voice of praise, a voice of victory. Come on, is anybody glad to have the Holy Ghost? Is anybody glad that God saved you? God delivered you. God made a way out of no way. Thank you, Jesus. I think it'd be all right on Monday night if somebody just went ahead and gave a shout of praise that let the devil know my faith is high and it's going higher. I'm going to another dimension in the miraculous on a Monday night. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen, amen. And earning your attention back to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 5. And um, I was planning on preaching this over the, I don't know exactly how it's all going to fall out yet, Bishop. I'm just, tonight I'm going to start at 1.50 because we didn't finish part one last, or yesterday. So we're going to start at 1.50 uh, tonight and just kind of see what the Lord will do. Give honor tonight to the wonderful leadership of this church and I, you don't realize how good you got it. And I thank God for the leadership and the ministry team of this church and that is pressing forward. Thank God for the music team as well, man. I tell you what, that's an order. Amen. I uh, I travel a lot, and one of the most frustrating things is when you when you preach and the musicians and the singers are not in sync with what the Spirit is doing. And the Holy Ghost is going one way and they go another way. But that has not happened, not one time. And so I'm thankful. Thank you, good musicians, for following the Holy Ghost and being sensitive to what the Holy Ghost is doing. Amen. Genesis chapter 5, verse 21. And Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and 5 years. And Enoch walked with God. And he was not, for God took him. Now I'll push your neighbor a little bit and tell him we've come this far by faith. Uh, you ought to push them a little bit harder and say it a little bit louder. We've come this far by faith. Amen, amen, amen. Let's pray together. God, we love you. We worship you. Give you glory. Give you thanks. God, there's nobody like you, not in heaven and not in the earth. God, we pray right now that your anointing would flow through this house. God, we're asking you, Lord, for miracles, signs, and wonders to flow through this place. God, I'm asking you right now, increase our faith to the point God, that miracles are happening to people that are connected to the church, that don't even come to the church, but they just drive by the church and a miracle happens and they know that was because of the faith of that church. That was because of the Spirit of God that's moving in that church. God, do it here. Do it tonight. Take us to a new dimension. God, let us break. Let us shatter the ceiling of every spirit from hell that's been wanting to hold us back. In Jesus' name, take us higher and take us deeper. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody shout in Jesus' name. Come on, shout it again with power. In Jesus' name. Shout it again like you got the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Shout it like you've been set free from the bondage of sin. In Jesus' name. Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated in the fear of the Lord as long as you promise to help me preach. 
And just a quick recap, we began to talk yesterday about how faith in God is what translated Enoch from an earthly body into some form, again, there's mystery connected to it, of a heavenly body. It is in this scripture, again, that we don't really get the full details, but we do know that he had faith in God. That takes him to another dimension. We began yesterday by diving into the word of God and figuring out that sometimes faith in God uh, doesn't always work out the way that we think it should. When we read the story of blind Bartimaeus, we find out that we got a part to play. It's more than just having faith in God. Faith requires action. Faith without works is dead. And so when this finally happens, again, we're just going to go through a quick recap. We find that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We found out that uh, blind Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was coming. He responded, and after he responded, he was met with opposition. After he was met with opposition, the Bible says he cried out all the more a great deal. Jesus calls him to him. He asks him, what do you need? And blind Bartimaeus recognizes his need. He responds that I might receive my sight. And Jesus speaks again the most powerful words, some of the most powerful words in Scripture. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Now, there is a part of this, and we, again, uh, there are two men in scriptures, and we will probably transition in this service tonight and tomorrow night, follow up talking about Elijah, but there are two men in scriptures that do not die, but are translated, uh, Enoch is translated, he walked with God, and he was not, and Elijah is taken up in uh, the chariot of fire in the whirlwind as he is taken into the heavenly places. Again, I don't know the purpose of all of that. Some say it's the witnesses, and that may be true, but again, I believe we're going to be gone, so we ain't got nothing to worry about at that point anyway, but uh, with, with that being said, there was something about Enoch that I didn't really get to yesterday that I wanted to uh, just kind of explore a little bit tonight. We're just talking right now. Is that okay? I, I, I wanted to explore it tonight with you and just kind of walk through this in, in the Holy Ghost and see where God leads us. And that is what Enoch is and what he signifies and what his name actually means. When you begin to read the Hebrew language, you will find that the root of the word Enoch is is the Hebrew word Shanak, and it means to properly narrow. And some would say, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but when you see it through the eyes of Scripture and you see it through the eyes of faith, you understand that there is a broad way that is narrowed down to one thing. And so the name of Enoch literally means that he has pinpoint focus. He is narrowed in on one thing, and that is pleasing God. Can I tell you tonight that if you want to get a miracle, some things you get uh, just by happenstance, but there are are some miracles that you get and the only way you get them is if you are solely focused on that miracle. That's why I've come to the Northwest to preach to you and tell you I'm solely focused on one thing and Bishop is solely focused on one thing. We're going to break the back of the spirits of the strong man in this city and we're going to have revival. 
Brother Phillips, you've been saying that every service. And guess what? I'm going to keep saying it every service uh, until we get the breakthrough, uh, complete and total breakthrough. I'm not satisfied with just a little breakthrough. I've got enough faith that says we can uh, and we will uh, see the potential that God has for us. Uh, how do you know it's going to happen? Because God did it before, and if he did it before, you ain't going to help me preach on a Monday night. If he did it before, he's the same God with the same power. He has not diminished. As a matter of fact, I don't have time to get into this, but my Bible, I can preach to you and show you where he's even more powerful today than he was yesterday. And so if he's more powerful today, there's not a spirit in hell or out of hell that can keep this church from walking in the promises that God has for us. Bishop, you've been saying it. All we've got to do is increase our faith. Somebody needs to pray tonight. Lord, I believe, but I want you to help my unbelief. I want to be laser focused on revival. I want to walk in the disciplines of revival. I want to walk in faith that God is going to work. And so here is where we kind of transition from Enoch and we begin to look at a man by the name of Elijah. And when we start talking about Elijah, there's a bunch of different directions that we can go, and so we're just going to kind of see where the wind will blow us tonight. But uh, Elijah, we're going to preach reverse engineer this. We'll, we'll start at the end tonight and work our way backwards. Is that okay? Yeah. We just reverse engineer it, and we start at the beginning tomorrow night, but tonight we're going to start at the end of Elijah, or somewhat the end of Elijah. Elijah is a powerful man. Elijah is an anointed man. Elijah has walked with God. Elijah has walked in anointing. Elijah has walked in faith. And Elijah finds himself in the very same place that many of us are in tonight. He finds himself intimidated by one woman that said, I'm going to kill you tomorrow, not literally, but spiritually. Finds himself in a place. Now, listen to this. She says, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to kill you because you've been killing my prophets. But I just want to show you how dumb the devil is tonight. If she, if she could have killed him, do you think she would have sent him a letter saying, I'm going to kill you? There's a lot of us that have bought into the lie of the devil and have become intimidated and hid ourselves in a cave because the voices of the Northwest are saying, you cannot have victory. You cannot have deliverance. You cannot have a breakthrough. And I'm going to strangle the spiritual life out of you. And so some of us have tucked our tail and ran into the cave. And now you're hiding in a cave because of what one spirit said to you. I've come to preach to you tonight and let you know that the messenger is not the mercenary. I don't care how many threats he gives you. He can't kill you if God don't let him. Jezebel cannot stop you from having revival. Increase your faith. Jezebel cannot stop you from having a breakthrough. Increase your faith. There's not a spirit in the Northwest that can stop what God is doing because what 
it's bigger than what the devil could even think up. It's stronger than all the armies of hell put together. We've come this far by faith, Brother Elijah. It's time to come out of the cave. It's time to come out. It's time to come out of the intimidation. It's time to walk in dominion and authority in the Holy Ghost. Can I just get on a soapbox for about 45 seconds and tell you what gets on my nerves? It gets on my nerves to come to church and hear people talk about how big and strong they were in the world. About how mean they were in the world. About how many bar rooms they cleared out in the world. About how many fights they ended when they were in the world. And they get inside the church and get filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. That is the most powerful thing on this side of heaven. And they'll let one lying devil run them into a cave. Now, I'm not telling you to go back and get a hold of that cussing ministry you had and that fighting ministry you had, but I wish to God that you'd get a hold of that same tenacity you used to have uh, and look the devil in the eye and say, I'm not going into the cave. You're not going to intimidate me. You're not going to stop me. Devil, if you want some, come get some. If you want to start a fight, I'm willing to fight. I'm not afraid to stand and declare, I'm not going anywhere, but I've come this far by faith and I believe God is going to keep me and God is going to press me into a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We see the New Testament equivalent of this. This, this one thing, this one lie, this one spirit from hell. And, and, and there's a whole lot to preach in this that maybe I can get to tomorrow night. But let me just tell you, with Elijah, he experiences the wind just like you've experienced the wind of the Holy Ghost. And he experiences the earthquake just like you've experienced the shaking of the Holy Ghost. And he experiences all of this stuff. But he said, I looked for the voice and the voice wasn't there. He said, but then everything got still and a still small voice spoke to me. And basically it was the equivalent telling me that everything is okay. And there are people, I feel this in the Holy Ghost, there are people in this house right now, you're frustrated in your walk with God because you can't hear God saying anything and you've been to church and felt the wind you've been to church and felt the shaking and you've looking everywhere for a word from God can I give you a word from God tonight stay the course keep marching forward keep believing God if you can't feel him shout anyway if you can't hear him run the aisles anyway if you can't t- oh, if you can't touch him dance anyway and just know that somewhere when you come out of the cave there's going to be a miracle in the middle of what you're going through Hallelujah. This quiet, this thing, this fear, this intimidation, this anxiety has immobilized Elijah. And it's in the moment that God is not talking that spiritual paralysis begins to cease because Elijah does not get a word from God, then move. Oh, help me, Jesus. Elijah doesn't get a word from God and then get up and say everything's going to be okay. But Elijah starts seeking God first and knowing that somewhere in the middle of seeking God, God will give me an answer. I'm not... 
We got so many people that are waiting on a word from God before you ever get out of your pew. You don't need to wait on a word from God. You need to just understand I'm the body of Christ. I've got power. I've got the Holy Ghost. And there's some things I don't need a word from God to do. I don't need a word from God to pray in the Holy Ghost. I, I don't need a word from God to worship. I, I, Come on, if you're waiting on a word from God tonight, uh, before you move, you'll probably never move. Uh, but somebody's got to make it up in their mind. Uh, I'm going to walk in faith, uh, and I'm going to walk in dominion, and I will get up and move. The equivalent of this is given in Mark chapter 2 and verse 1. There is paralysis in a man's life. It is noise that Jesus was in the house. The Bible says that straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You see, these stories that we read, these Bible stories, are full of gold and glory that show us that we're a lot more like people that got a miracle from Jesus than we realize. We, I think sometimes, and we should, but I think Sunday school messes us up. Oh, help me, Lord. I just stepped off in it. Because we, we, we want to teach this little Sunday school story and, and make it applicable to our lives. And again, yes, we should. But we make heroes out of men and women that have the same kind of problems that you have and the same kind of problems that I have. And we try to walk around and, and put them on the wall and draw our little pictures of them when we're in the primary class talking about how great they are and how powerful they are because they got a miracle from Jesus. And we don't even realize that 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 person you're reading about is the same person that you look in the mirror every morning. You don't realize that you've got so much David pinned up in you. You don't believe me? You read about David in many cases, and David's, I mean, he's killing giants, and, and he's singing about how good God is, and he's singing and dancing and shouting, and you read about him two weeks later, and, and he's just, he's kicking the ground, and he's mad because he was born, and he's telling God, I don't want to do it no more. Tell me you don't see yourself in that. And David is a hero, but David was flesh and blood just like you. And so what you need to stop doing is look at these people in the Bible and say, I can never achieve that level of greatness and that level of faith because I haven't been through what they've been through. Baby, you've been through the same thing just in different ways. And you've got the same God. As a matter of fact, you got something that David never had. David never spoke another tongue as the Spirit gives the utterance. You got a power that David never had. So you know what that means? You are to have a faith that David never had too. There's a man. I got to preach this. Y'all wouldn't let me preach this last yesterday afternoon. I got to preach it. Hallelujah. He gets in the house. It's heard. It's noised abroad that Jesus is in the house. And there came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy. That was born of heart. Now, y'all, listen, I was held back in the primary class, so I've had a lot of time thinking about these Sunday school stories. So just walk with me down memory lane as we, I, I, do you know what? I wish I had some Kool-Aid and some, and some goldfish to hand out tonight, but I don't. So we're just going to preach it, okay? But in Sunday school, I can just picture this. 
I can picture them walking. And this is just, uh, they're frustrated. We got somebody that is paralyzed. He cannot move himself. He cannot get to the place to where he needs to be by himself. That's why you got to be careful who you're connected to. Can I just talk to a new convert for about 45 seconds and tell you that's why the church is not being mean when we tell you you need to disconnect yourself from negative people that don't want you walking with God, that don't want you talking with God because those are not the kind of people that are going to get you to your miracle. You hear me, new convert? You don't, those, those people that say you can't have that and you can't experience that and you're going to fall into the same rut as your mama and daddy, you need to silence those voices in your life and find somebody that'll pick you up while you're paralyzed and walk you towards the miracle. I want every relationship I have to be engrossed in the house of God. I don't want to be connected to people that don't want to have revival and say that that's a thing of the past. Connect me to a man like Bishop Mayo that'll say we can do it. We can see revival. We can see a breakthrough. We can see God do many mighty miracles. Hallelujah. And so I, I, I can see him just kind of walking up and getting to the door and looking at old boy. It's all right if I call him old boy. The Bible doesn't say his name. Mississippi, we say old boy. You don't know who it is. That's old boy. Who's old boy? You know, old boy. I don't know his name. But they pick up old boy and they walking with him. And they get to the door and they can't get in. And they look at old boy and say, old boy. What now? We come this far by faith. What what do you mean? Well, it took faith to get me at least to the house. Let's go see if there's a window on the back side of the house. Mm -mm. Oh boy, we done look. Ain't no no window. So put me on top of the roof. Have you lost? And then just walk with me. Let's be literal for a minute. Let's don't read it as a Bible story. Let's be literal for a second. You're sitting in your living room. Bishop Mayo is teaching a Bible study and it's full. And you hear somebody get on top of your roof. What in the cornbread world is going on? Are you kidding me? You're on top of the roof. They get him up there. Now what? What do you mean now what? Tear the roof off. Have you lost your mind? I mean, what would you do if you're sitting in your living room and you hear a sawzall? Do y'all call them reciprocating saws in the Northwest? They're sawzalls. Hey, praise God, I feel at home. They take a sawzall or a chainsaw. I can do good finished carpentry with a chainsaw, boy. And they start cutting the roof off. Now, this guy's paralyzed. He's immobile. He can't do anything. But we've come this far by faith. Elijah is paralyzed and mobile. He can't do anything. But faith in God just called fire down from heaven. Can I preach to you tonight? Can can you imagine? They're, They're going through this deal, and they're trying to figure out, okay, what's next? Can I, can I just tell you, 
Sometimes as preachers, we don't know what's next. We walk by faith and not by sight. And what we need is saints of God that are not always trying to hold the man of God accountable to know what's next and say, if God said, that's all I need to know. Stop trying to rationalize the next step because you're never going to figure out the next step. The moment you think you got God figured out, he'll do it in a way that he never done it before. That's why he said in the book of Isaiah, behold, I will do a new thing. Shall you not know it? It's because God's people thought they had God figured out and that if God, if God didn't do the miracle just like this, if God didn't give us revival just like this, if it wasn't your mentality and your idea, then it wasn't going to happen. But you don't need to know the next step. And the moment your pastor knows everything about the kingdom of God you need to find you another pastor because we're not walking with knowledge we're not walking with the understanding of man we're walking with the knowledge of God said and that's all I need to know how's it going to work out I don't know what's the next step I don't know when Where's the money going to come from? I don't know. How are we going to fill the building? I don't know. I don't have to know. We've come this far by faith. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Woo! God, I feel Holy Ghost from the top of my head to the soles of my feet right now. Somebody stop trying to figure God out and just let God be God. Let God do God's stuff. Let God work miracles. Let God, don't try to figure him out. You don't have to know the next step. Just do uh, what you feel like you need to do. Tear the roof off uh, and watch God work a miracle. Now, here's the predicament. Here's the predicament, because revival, now I know it always gets really tight when you start talking about money, but I've been doing this long enough to know that it's not going to bother me, so just let it go however you want it to go. But this is what happens when we get into this position. Money is connected to this. Say, well, it, how do you know money's connected to this? Because they're still living under the Levitical law. And according to the Levitical law, if you take something or damage another man's property, not only do you have to give him back what you have taken from him, but you have to give it back with interest. And so these four men have a paralyzed guy standing up on top of a roof of somebody that they might not even know who owns the house. And somebody has an idea. In my mind, it's the guy on the cot because he needs a miracle. And he says, tear the roof off. Now, hold on. Hold on. Now, you know I don't have enough money to pay my, I'm barely getting by. And if we tear this roof off, we're going to have to pay for this man another roof. Now, don't you think for one moment if somebody cut a hole in your roof while you were sitting in the living room, you'd be making them pay for it? I know you saved, but you ain't that saved. You can be a Christian, but let's just be honest. You take a chainsaw and cut a hole in my roof, we got problems. How are we going to pay for it? I don't know. But Jesus is in there. That's all that matters. How? I, I, listen to me preaching like, like I know what I'm talking about. How are we going to build another building? We ain't filled that one up yet. That's okay. It can happen in one service. 
I'm telling you, I felt something in the Holy Ghost when I was talking about 100 people in one service the other night. And, and you can be doubter and do without her if you want to, but I'm already looking at what's going to happen. Bishop's already, already looking at what's going to happen. How are we going to do it? I don't know, but I know who does know, and that's all I need to know. Somebody ought to give God praise right now. Come on, you've been paralyzed. But the Bible says they came on to the press. They tore the roof off. They let him down. And all the way down, what, what, what my God, what do you mean let you down into the house? What if you drop, what if we drop you? Baby, I'm already paralyzed. I ain't got nothing to lose. If you drop me, drop me on Jesus. If you drop me, drop me on the miracle worker. What, what are we going to do if we fail? I don't know. But my God never fails. And I know. As long as we're walking with him and have faith in him, everything will be okay. Spiritual paralysis. Bible says, when Jesus saw their faith. Listen to me. It's right there. He, it's the same thing as with blind Bartimaeus. He doesn't pray for him, Sister Mayo. God, I love this stuff. He don't pray for them. There's people in the Bible, Jesus lays hands on them. Jesus makes them some eyeballs out of, out of some kind of a spitball, mud ball. He does that kind of stuff. But there is something about people with extreme faith. He doesn't, he doesn't say, listen now. No, I'm, I'm fixing a, no, it's the same thing as with blind Bartimaeus. I'm not going to pray for you. I'm not going to lay hands on you. He just looked at their faith and said, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And you can read the rest of the scriptures. You'll find that he gets up and he walks. But can I preach to somebody tonight that is living in spiritual paralysis? And can I tell you that it is one of the greatest enemies of this church? Fear of failure will cause you to freeze your faith. But I've come to preach to somebody tonight that you're fixing to get up off of the bed of spiritual paralysis and you're going to let your faith grow. There's faith in this house. There's faith growing in this house. And if you can stand up and believe God for just one miracle some way, somehow, you're not going to be paralyzed after a Monday night at Cornerstone. You're coming out. You're getting off the bed of the paralyzed and you're going to walk. And let me go a step farther because there's some of us here tonight that you are walking, but you don't have any momentum. You're, you're, well, preacher, I am. I'm moving. The, I'm not asking you if you're moving because even a dead fish can float downstream. I'm not asking you if you're moving. I'm asking you, do you have momentum? God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. It, it, even a paralyzed person that's laying on their bed can move. They still have, there's still some kind of other uh, operation in their body that they have. My question is, are you getting up and moving towards the revival that God has for you? It's not the will of God for you to float downstream like an old bad fish. It's time for you to get up and turn your face into the stream and begin to make moment. I know the stream of depression is trying to push you backwards but live, 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 live and not die. Get up and move forward. 
You're coming off of that bed. I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now. God just spoke this to me. I don't know where he's at. I don't know what room number he's in. But right now I prophesy under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Ari Prado's coming off of that bed. And he's going to walk again. And he's going to preach again. I feel the Holy Ghost. He shall not die but live and declare works of the Lord. Faith in God kept him alive. But I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, faith in God's going to pull him up off of that bed. I feel a Holy Ghost boldness in this house to speak to things that are impossible and watch them become possible. Increase our faith. We've come this far and we're going to believe God. He's going to work another miracle. Somebody let your faith go even higher right now. talk about this tomorrow night, but I don't want you to just pray it right now. I want you to speak it like it already happened. I want you to speak it into Something just came in this house. If you needed a miracle, I'm telling you, I lift my hand right now. Brother Logan, why don't you take a lap for Brother Prado right now? He might be in the bed right now, but in Jesus' name, he's going to be running like Brother Logan's running. In Jesus' name, he's going to be released. In Jesus, we've come this far. God, I've seen you heal. God, I've seen you deliver. God, I've seen you make a way, and you're going to do it for our brother. I just felt like telling somebody right now why you're praying for him at his house. God's working at your house. Why you're believing God for a miracle for your brother. God's working a miracle on your behalf. I don't know what you've been praying for, but faith in God. Tear off the roof of your faith and let it go. Brother Mayo, is it okay if we just finish this up tomorrow night and I follow the Holy Ghost right now?
Brother, I don't, I don't know what it is you've been praying for, but the Holy Ghost ain't let me let you alone all night. I've been looking at you, and the Holy Ghost keeps bringing me to you. I hear you praying, saying, God, if you'll bless me, I'll bless the church. If you'll help me, I'll help the church. I will fund the kingdom. God, brother, God just told me a moment ago, you better get ready to keep your end of the deal because God is fixing to open up doors uh, that no man can close. Uh, that's why the devil's been fighting you so hard. Uh, that's why you've been praying, God, I feel like it's about to pray. But where do I, you just keep on walking uh, and let your faith grab a kotabaha because you're about to see the miraculous uh, happen in your what kotaya and the mosataya. Somebody give God praise like it was your miracle, like it was your word. Give God praise. See, God never elevates you to a level that your faith is not already existent in. The reason why I'm preaching this, and we'll continue to preach this over the next tonight and tomorrow night for sure, maybe beyond that, I don't know. But the reason I'm preaching this is because God has an expected place. Both of these men that walked in faith, what happened? They got caught up in the heavenly realms. <laughs> oh, I felt the devil get mad when I said that, but I'm going to say it again. When they walked by faith, they got caught up in the heavenly realms. This was the earthly in the heavenly colliding. It's not supposed to happen like this. See, they, they, they were way ahead of their time. The man, Christ Jesus, who had an earthly body, had not yet descended so that he could ascend. But when faith in God, I'm talking about the kind of faith in God that puts you on a different level. It causes heaven to come down and the earthly things to be moved up. John is getting revelation on the island of Patmos and he hears a voice. And what does the voice say? John, come up higher. You've got to get the heavenly and the earthly connecting so that you can see the things that are to come. That's what's happening right now when the spirit of prophecy comes into the room. It's because somebody is elevating their faith to a level that they're not on yet. You can't see it. You can't touch it. But your faith is already living there. Can I preach to somebody right now as the musicians come that God is getting ready to bring your earthly things up to the same level that your heavenly things are on. It's fixing to be out. I'm a I hear the Holy Ghost saying, I'm going to open doors, but more than that, I'm going to close doors. I say, well, what? We don't usually shout about closed doors, but I feel like the Holy Ghost is telling me to tell this church he's going to open doors for you to walk through, but when he opens that door and you walk through it, he's closing the door behind you so that you're not going backwards into that place again because here's where some of you are at. You have made progress forward before and you take four steps forwards and three steps back, but God is opening a door of opportunity and when you open that door and you walk through that door, 
He is closing it behind you and you are never going back to that old level again. But you are going to walk in the new dimension that God has for you. Y'all are waiting on me, but God's waiting on you. Go. Well, what do I need to do? How do I need to respond? You don't need to know anything other than I'm just moving. And whatever happens when I start moving, that's all I'm going to walk in. I'm getting out of this spiritual paralysis. I'm getting out of everything that's holding me back. I'm coming out of the cave. And I'm walking in a new dimension. This is how God showed it to me. And I don't, I don't know how to explain this other than like this. This meaning. Where there he is. This God opening a door and closing a door behind you. This is how God showed it to me. This is, this church has been pressing for years. 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 Against this depressive regional demon you make it forward and it pulls you back and this is how God showed me tonight Bishop it's like Cornerstone has been trying to push through a saran you ever seen anybody try to poke their finger through saran wrap I know that sounds crazy but that's how God showed it to me Cornerstone's been leaning in it's like saran wrap oh, it's stretching but it seems like the harder you push, the more it stretches. But I hear a breaking in the Holy Ghost on a Monday night. The ground is being broken. And we're going to worship about this. We're going to worship about this, Brother Mayo. Tomorrow night, this is part two. This is tomorrow night. But I'm going to give you a little sneak peek. The ground is being broken, and there are fixing to be some prophetic utterances that are not going to come from the pulpit, but they're going to come from the pew. And God is going to take that prophetic seed that you prophesy, and it's going to be put in the ground. The ground has been broken. It's going to get ready to germinate, and it's going to come up in dominion and power and revelation and revival. Somebody lift your hands and give God praise that it's being broken. It's been, we come this far. By faith, we come this far. Let your faith rise. Let your faith grow. Let you. Somebody praise him that you're about to get elevated to the level that your faith is already on. You've been believing for miracles. You're about to walk in miracles. You've been believing for signs, and you're about to walk in signs. You've been praising for wonders, and you're about to walk in wonders. The ground is being broken. The seed's going to be planted. Walk in it. Walk in it. Walk. Let your faith come on. Let your Every man is given the measure of faith. You might feel like you don't have any faith, but the Bible says you have faith. 
out. Let your faith grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 go. Somebody give him praise for a miracle. Somebody give him praise for a breakthrough. 